Pride Radio. And Mahomes is on fire! Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. I mean, which one of us is the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride? It says you and then my name, so uh, who knows? Either way, this is the playoff edition of Arrowhead Pride. We've made it. For those of you that have joined us for the entire time since St. Joe, all those 11.15-ish after practice and media tent when Pete would walk down the hill, join our broadcast, and it was 110 degrees, couldn't be more opposite. That football didn't matter. Nobody had any sort of statistical anything. Now it is seven degrees, snow on the ground, ice on the floor, and the Chiefs are headed to the playoffs once again to play the Miami Dolphins. And this is Arrowhead Pride Radio on a Wednesday night. Pete Sweeney, how are you, sir? I'm good. You make a good point. Like, we, <sighs> when we start all this, like, I'm trying to wear as little clothes as possible. Like, I I'm love in a that. collared shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm in shorts. I, heck, I'd wear sandals if I could, but I'm, I'm in my... You seem like a slides guy. Right. I'm in my boat shoes when we're up at, at camp, and mm-hmm. then... You get to the end of the season here, and it it's like, am I okay to wear snow pants in the press box? Is that going to be fine? Mm-hmm. Should, can we do that? You got a flannel on. I've got a salmon-colored sweatshirt on. It's a nice-looking sweatshirt. You Thank got you on. very much. Vineyard Vines is yeah. the uh, is the sponsor of that sweatshirt. It's your. It's like if you washed a, a red t-shirt mm-hmm. t-shirt with the whites. Is that that's what would happen on that? Scale of one to ten, how attractive? I, I think I think some eligible bachelorettes would would enjoy that shirt that you're wearing. <laughs> I think they'd like it. Okay. You, you might get a couple compliments. That's right. That's right. Is tonight a night you're going to, to no. downtown LS? And... No, way too cold. Yeah, I got a big day tomorrow, man. Big. What, day. What's happening tomorrow? Tomorrow we got to do Fox Sports. Uh, we got to do Fox Four News at nine o'clock. I thought that was Friday. Uh-uh, that's Carrington's day. Mm. I'm Thursday. Carrington's Friday when it comes to playoff football. Do you think secretly sometimes Carrington? Is looking behind him a little bit that you're you're cramping on his style over at Fox yes. Four, yeah. And at six ten, he's like, oh gosh, Dusty comes on after me. Bring them down my neck. Yeah, except yeah. his downloads are like five hundred and seven, and mine are like thirty one. Well, you know what? <laughs> Only up from here. I mean, that's about four hundred and change. That you guess all you need to. is a is a foot in the door, just like the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? You just need to get your foot in the door, right? Yeah, right. Uh, there there was one time. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the station's history that Nick Wright used to put one foot in the door. That's right. Now look at him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's everywhere. Danny all, Parkins. All over my social media feed constantly <laughs> yeah. yelling at people. As a Chiefs, uh, as a Chiefs homer and, and owns it. Uh, all right. So this is Arrowhead Pride Radio, January 10th edition here. Playoff, uh, playoff implications are on the line. Let's address the elephant in the room, man. Uh, how much is this game going to be affected by temperatures and the coolness? And I mean, They've even, I was telling Isaac, who's producing for us tonight and uh, actively on the text line, um, but uh, it's made TMZ this weather for the Arrowhead uh, Invitational once again here in the playoffs. Uh, I believe the stats are Tua is what, 0 and 7 and 40 degrees or lower. He said one time it snowed once in Alabama. Uh, it's going to be five degree uh, temperatures when that ball gets kicked off on Saturday at 7 o'clock. Uh, I'm not saying that you have to peacock your feathers here, oh, wow. but uh, advantage Chiefs, right? I definitely mean... not paramounting your feathers that <laughs> way. No. I think I think it, it will play a role. Mm-hmm. I, I think it will play a role. I I think you think about uh, a team coming from Florida, and I and yeah. I and it makes a lot of sense that Andy Reid. I, I watched this yesterday, so it snowed. I got to make sure my days correctly here because it confuses me. But it snowed on Tuesday. Yeah, and the chiefs couldn't practice outside. It was impossible. 
However, as we were w- walking to, you like kind of walk through the cafeteria to see uh, the indoor practice for the media portion. Mm-hmm. Look out to the practice field. I mean, they must have had four or five snow plows going to town on mm. Tuesday to ensure that they could have Wednesday and Thursday practice on the field in the elements. So Andy Reid is taking this as a huge advantage. He's practicing his guys outside uh, today, Wednesday, and then I presume uh, tomorrow, not to say that it's going to be as cold as it is Friday and Saturday, but it makes a difference. I mean, it's going to be very, very uncomfortable for both teams, but when you, you, you don't even have uh, essentially, I was, I was about to say warm up, but I guess like a cold up, mm-hmm. you don't have this uh, trial period. I think it's going to be even a, a greater shock to the system. Now, uh, the Dolphins have been in a similar situation before. There was a game in last mid-December against the Bills, big game in the end of the year, mm-hmm. where McDaniel, if you remember, he was walking around wearing I wish it were colder shirts, just try- trying to mm-hmm. make light of it. But this is a, a different animal. I mean, you're talking about negative five, real feel, uh, zero-ish at kickoff. I just I don't know if the Dolphins are going to be able to deal with it. I saw a little article from your friends over at 41 KSHB say they're going to offer free hot chocolate at the games. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah. I like hot chocolate. Uh, KSHB 41 uh, is for everyone. That is our, our station motto, and we are going to have <laughs> hot chocolate for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Fox 5 uh, or Fox 4, I should say, would, would never uh, offer something like they're that. They're working for you. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> not, not working hard enough on that hot chocolate, in right. my opinion. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. The NFL is funny how things seemingly always kind of find themselves back to you, I guess is the way that I would say this, because it's weird, right? All year we're, we're sitting here thinking is Buffalo done. Are they going to miss the playoffs? Are they going to, you know, what, what's Buffalo's status? And then all of a sudden Buffalo wins the AFC East. Miami leads the AFC East for what? Eight, nine weeks, 10 weeks in a row. And all of a sudden, Miami's the sixth seed. Yeah. Right. Chiefs are the three seed. I believe they went, went 11 and six this year. Correct. Right. And you look at where the season is. And I think that everybody was a little, I don't want to use the term butthurt, but I want to say they were a little, maybe there was a little bit of frustration that the game that got decided in Germany was Chiefs Miami. And everyone was, you know, in Kansas City was, you know, hoping for a Tyreek Hill reunion. They could really lay on the, you know, lather on the, on the, on the hatred and the fans, you know, it's, 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 it's sports hate. It's not real world hate. Mm -hmm. And the fans didn't get that opportunity. And here we are. And I I think I saw your tweet uh, Sunday night, I believe it was. And it was something along the lines of it was always going to be Miami and Kansas city. At some point, Tyreek Hill gets his reunion. Here we are with the subplot stories of the main playoff game being chiefs and dolphins who have already played again. We always see this in the playoffs. Teams get the rematches that didn't yeah. play each other or that did play each other earlier in the year. And they go back to the old film. And now the chiefs fans do get a Tyree kill in Kansas city during the playoffs and surprise. It's going to be what? One of the top three coldest games in the history of, of the NFL and, and Tyree kill gets to gets to lather on the, the cold and the layers and also the, the screaming fans that will be there. Yeah. The NFL can be a little poetic, uh, man, I, you know, if you look across Wild Card Weekend, mm-hmm. you have the Texans and the Browns. The Texans traded uh, Deshaun Watson to the Browns. They now have very clearly a top 10 quarterback of the future, in my opinion, in C.J. Stroud. 
You look at the Cowboys and the Packers with mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy playing his old team. You have the ultimate po- poetic game of Matt Stafford in a playoff game visiting Detroit to try to knock out the Lions. And here you have uh, this game, and a lot of people were upset that Tyree Kill uh, was not uh, able to receive his, and I, I'm going to assume, a not-so-warm reception at uh, Arrowhead Stadium because the game was moved to Germany. And he has the play of the game in, an, in negative fashion in, in fumbling the football that ended up being the difference. And now you get Hill and KC just like he wanted, I think just like a lot of people wanted here, uh, with all the, the marbles. And, and, you know, for a league that really joked about script writing at the beginning of it, yeah. there's an awful lot of storylines in in this wild card weekend. And I, I think there's also another grand one sort of staring at us. I mentioned the Browns and Texans and Deshaun Watson factor. Uh, Joe Flacco has turned back the clock. You know who will probably face if they were able to beat Houston in Houston? Baltimore Ravens right. in Baltimore. So it, it's a storyline-filled weekend, and the Chiefs-Dolphins is is got that marquee slot Saturday night. Should be fun. Speaking of storylines, there's a new addition to the Miami uh, roster because of the injury report that we dive into now. Ah, uh, the computer's not on. Oh, man. Isaac. Try this again. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. Okay. Maybe. Still nothing. I don't know what's going on. Um. Anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, the injury report uh, every week that we do this, I don't really know the what's going on. One benefit of the yeah. of not having the injury report sound yeah. thing is it is piercing to the ears. So it is. we don't even necessarily need Yeah, it. I have no idea why it it's not working like I have I just Foul, which oh. means it's time to take a look there at the is. new injury report for the Chiefs. Oh, there it is. There's our injury report. Yeah. Uh okay, Justin Houston is on the roster for the Miami Dolphins, but we start with the Chiefs Pete on their injury report that came out today. Only one name of concern that was uh, was a non-participant in practice. David, take it away. Yeah, Wanye Morris, uh, he's still in the concussion protocol. He was not really expected to practice in, in, in these first two days. It's a it's a short week, and so that doesn't play into his hands. I, I know, Dusty, we had these conversations in the middle of the year about how we thought, well, when Donovan Smith's back, maybe uh, Wanye Morris would keep his job. I'm starting to think in, in this week that even if – Morris were to be cleared by Saturday. I think Donovan Smith's penciled in, or maybe I should say penned in uh, to starting a left tackle. He's Mm -hmm. back to practice. He had two limited uh, practices to start the week. Everyone's favorite chief, Justin Ross, didn't practice on Tuesday. He was back on Wednesday, a limited participant. Uh, Kadarius Toney, also second limited day in a row. You had one upgraded participant. Legereus Sneed was limited on Tuesday and a full practice for him on Wednesday. And so uh, one of the most important Chiefs not named Patrick Mahomes, so Jerry Sneed. Good to see him log a full practice. The story's on the other side. Xavier Howard's already been ruled out for this game. Sean Elliott, uh, no practice for two days in a row. Javon Holland, the safety, no practice for two days in a row. A lot of these limited players for the Dolphins, Terran Armstead, Leon Eichenberg, Devon Achan, mm. Ray Mostert, everyone's... Uh, Everyone's uh, target here, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, and uh, Jalen Ramsey, all limited on Wednesday. But a lot of those guys are expected to go regardless of them taking it easy right now. Should be more offensive weapons if they do play Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddell. But again, what stands out the most for the Chiefs? I mean, obviously you have uh, full, almost completely full healthy. Uh, do, I want to bring up the uh, uh, Brian Cook. I saw a tweet earlier this week that said they're 
not so optimistic that he returns. It seems like that might be a, a yeah. wish that fell short. Yeah, I know there was some reporting that said that he would be available for the playoffs or could mm-hmm. be available for the playoffs. Cleared that with, with Andy Reid this week. I asked Andy about it, and you know, the vibe I got is he's looking toward next year. He's okay. trying to rehab, get better for uh, next year. doesn't seem like he's going to be part of the postseason plans, and for good reason, I mean, at that moment when his foot was backwards on the, on the turf, did we really think that he was going to play? No. This year? I didn't even think it was even still attached. But you look at the the recent injuries for the Dolphins and the players not playing. I would mentioned Javian Howard, but also Jerome Baker, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. This team had to go out and sign Melvin Ingram, and they had to go out and sign Justin Houston, mm. who, you know, they're, they're coming off the street and – Entering this Dolphins team, especially Houston, is going to get two days of practice and then suit up against the Chiefs. Not, not that he'll need any additional motivation to beat Kansas City, but right. that's the state of the Dolphins' defense right now. That front is missing a lot of key players. Someone else who needs zero motivation to join the show next is our lead film analyst over at Arrowhead Pride, Ron Cop Jr. Don't forget, yo, Pete. Yo, Pete. At the end of the show, 913-586-7610. We get into the AP mailbag at the end. Yo, Pete. Your question follows. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Pete Sweeney for Isaac as well. Coming up on the other side, it is Ron Cop Jr. As we dive into the semantics of what this game could be on Saturday at 7 o'clock. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. He started yelling at me like I did something wrong. He flipped me the bird. And then he was gone some beach. Wish I was on a beach somewhere. Somewhere. Be honest with you. Be nice. This is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio here on Wednesday night, January 10th. Don't forget, Friday night, I'll be doing after hours from 6 to 9 at Cinder Block Brewery. We'll be doing the playoff Pilsner release, the third annual release. F325 Barbecue will be there having... A tailgate menu with loaded mac and cheese, barbecue sandwiches, uh, and other stuff as well. Talk to the and, boss, man. He, yeah. he said you're only allowed two pilsners while in the air. I won't have more than that. Well, I mean, he was a little bit worried about it. He's always worried about me, and yeah. I don't know why people are always worried about yeah, me. Like, I, I do things that give people concern. You see, yeah, I mean, I, They've I, let me I speak into a microphone I long enough. he just now. needs to say it, right? Because yeah. you, you could be a four pilsner on the air guy. He will text me Friday. He's done it the last two years. Hey, just a reminder, you yeah. are doing a show and in public, so you need to just, I know that there's going to be people that might buy you a beer, but just be responsible. Yeah, just get you a glass of milk or something. Get you a swallow. Ron Cobb Jr. joins the show now as he is the lead film analyst over at Arrowhead Pride. Uh, Ron, at his playoff edition, Arrowhead Pride, how are you, sir? I am great. Yeah. I appreciate y'all fellows giving me this platform, but and I do need to use it real quick, fellas, because oh. it is playoff football time, and we got a game in Arrowhead on Saturday night, and I'm seeing just a, a few too many posts about selling tickets, a few too many mm. low, cheap cheap tickets. 50 bucks, baby. And, and, and what I want to say to that is I understand there's going to be some faithful Chiefs fans that can't, can't handle it, but for every one of those people, <laughs> I know there's a, there's, a, there's a Chiefs fan that has been hungry to go to a big game probably couldn't maybe afford it or yeah. just didn't want to spend the money. Come on, bundle up, get out there. It's Tyreek Hill's return to Arrowhead. It's a playoff game. I don't know. I'm as someone that's going to be there. Very excited, man. I'm, 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 I'm hoping Arrowhead, uh, you know, kind of brings it up. I'm, I'm a little, uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping, you know, there's not too many uh, sold tickets. It's, it's kind of ironic. Now, obviously the game will be uh, on 41 uh, KSHB locally, but it's funny how people were complaining about $6 for Peacock, but for $50, <laughs> I'll go to a chiefs game and freeze my ass I'm, off either way. I'm curious if like, cause I've seen that too. Yeah. And I'm curious of how many, cause the dolphins are one of those historic franchises. How many diehard dolphins fans are, maybe taking advantage of that. Like I know that typically Floridians right. want, wouldn't want to be in one degree weather, but right. the, the dolphins are one of those teams. I think like the chiefs are becoming, but like one of those teams, like the Cowboys that kind of have fans everywhere nearby everywhere. I, you know, I think you're right, Ron. And what concerns me about that is I don't think it would ever be 50, 50, but like even a 70, 30, 65, 35 split because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and what I'd say to that too is is that this could be the highlight of the of the entire season, honestly. Like this game could could end up being, you know, the 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 peak of the season and not to be negative in that aspect, but just in terms of how the regular season has went. You know, there hasn't really been like that game wherever where we all remember that game from this season where the Chiefs triumphantly won. It might have been that Dolphins game in Germany, right? Mm. But outside of that, like there hasn't really been that key or that, you know, that marquee game, I should say. And I just feel like this game could kind of be like a season-defining game. You know, maybe some young players like Rasheed Rice, like you know, guys that are going to play obviously in the future. You know, you know, make a name for themselves in, in a big in a big stage like this. Because you know, I do think the Dolphins are exploitable. So I do. I'm confident that the Chiefs are going to come out and, and handle business. Outside of just the name Lajarius Sneed, what went so well for them last time they played Miami and keeping Tyreek Hill under 70 yards? I believe it was, what, 62 or something like that, plus the fumble and the scoop score. But what worked so well keeping Tyreek Hill contained uh, the number one wide receiver this year against the number one defensive secondary in the, in the NFL? The secondary deserves a ton of credit, but it really is about the early down defense, getting, getting stops on first down, second down, and getting the Dolphins into those third and long situations where – you know, once Tua is a drop back passer and, and you know he's passing and, it's, and and he has to get it, you know, past a certain marker, he's a much different quarterback than he is when he's in rhythm, when you don't know if they're running or passing, when it can go off a of play action. And that's what the Chiefs did the first time. Bunch of third and tens. That's where they could really get the pass rush going. You saw that. Uh, it's why they, they were really shutting Miami's offense out for most of the game until the second half. So that's really the key is, is honestly keeping their run game contained, not letting them uh, play out of the sticks. But the problem, guys, is, they did not have Devon H-Chain last time, who is a playmaker. This dude is a, is a just electric electricity in a bottle. And, you know, it's definitely something where Chiefs linebackers are going to have to be on their A game um, and tracking him in the, in the pass and the run. Because if, if, they, if there's one missed tackle in certain spots, he has the kind of speed to, to really make it, make it hurt. So that's, that's, that's kind of the key here is A-Chain. Now, Arana, I, I know that you've been honest on this program, Arrowhead Pride Radio, about – the offense this year does some of the injury concerns that Miami have kind of give you a, a positive spin on what this chiefs offense can do, especially cause I, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm thinking they're starting to realize like what they are. So they're simplifying things. And right. I think leaning into the run, does that kind of play into the chiefs hands when it comes to that aspect of the game, which is the chiefs offense versus the dolphins defense? I mean, absolutely, um, because it is just amazing. And you, I know you guys went through the injury report, but it's just it, it's crazy how many injuries the Dolphins have at key positions. Yeah. You know, obviously their top three edge rushers are, are out for this game. Um, and that don't, not only affects, you know, how they're going to be able to get after the pass, 
but it's also, you know, it, you know, in the run game, you know, the way they can hit the outside runs maybe because they're a little weaker on the edges, you know, Melvin Ingram, he can disrupt uh, plays. He's a, he's, he's a playmaker, but he's a vet and uh, man, he's going to be playing a lot of snaps. So I imagine they're going to wear him down uh, as it goes on. So I think that's a huge advantage. It really is. And I do think the chiefs need to take advantage um, especially, uh, you know, I, I pointed out on Twitter, but uh, Jerome Baker, their middle linebacker, is out. And, man, if you watch their backup, number 45, if you go back and watch that Ravens game, the Baltimore is just abusing him over and over because that was another game Baker missed. And uh, that's something that I think you, you see the Chiefs do a lot, right, is, is when there's a weak spot in that second level of the, the defense, you know, where they can take advantage of it with a running back or, you know, a tight end, you know, they love to do it. And so I, I, I'd, I'd tell you to watch out for number 45 on Miami's defense. I think he might be a culprit of a few big plays for the Chiefs. Another thing you might have heard before, uh, cold weather seems like a very, very solid game inside the trenches. I know there's a lot of injuries to the linebacking core in Miami. They just got Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, all those sort of names that we've heard from 10 years ago that were good. But there's a Chiefs defensive line that I think is very, very solid. And when it's cold and you have a guy like Tua who's not really comfortable in this sort of weather, how much disruption can that front four, that front six of rotation of guys really affect the way this game goes? Because obviously you watch enough film, you start at the line, and then all of a sudden it makes things go kind of hectic in the secondary and kind of gives those guys an advantage to maybe pick routes or kind of know where the route's going to go ahead of time, especially with guys like Hill and Waddle and Achan and, and Raheem Mostert. Well, yeah, and, and you did see that the first game uh, with, with, you know, going into those third and longs. You know, DBs were really flying and, and anticipating passes, and, and, you know, guys like Jay Reed were laying dudes out right after the catch, um, and he's been doing that all year. But but you're right, it does start up front, and the thing here is is you, you talk about comfort. You know, two is already not going to be comfortable in this climate. You know, I, I think there's – I saw something where he hasn't played in a game under 40 degrees, I don't think, at all. Not even just – I could – because he didn't play in Buffalo last year as Skylar Thompson starting. Um, so he, he really doesn't, you know, this is uncomfortable or, or unknown territory for him. And then when you pile on top of the fact that a tall Chris Jones is going to be in that to, uh, the top of the pocket every time, the front of the pocket, where it's going to just affect his vision. He's just going to be, as a, you know, as not the, the tallest quarterback, you know, he's definitely going to, you know, feel that. And I think that's one of the hidden benefits of a guy like Chris Jones is, you know, you're coming from the front of the pocket. That quarterback's vision does get impaired with his height and just his massive uh, body. But Charles and many of you too, both those guys, just getting after it, being tall, batting down passes. I think that's a huge thing. And that was part of the game the last time, too. They got a few batted passes. Entering the playoffs, casting a wide net here, Ron, who are your most important, three most important non-Patrick Mahomes players? So of all the players on the Chiefs roster, if you had to pick three players to, to who need to perform well for the Chiefs to kind of do what they want to do here, who are you picking and why? Well, let me start on with Chris Jones real quick, because I do think, and you pointed it out, Pete, you know, the, the pressures uh, in, in week 18, how like he, he had like, a historic day Incredible. with how much he was racking up chasing after that, that sack incentive. I think that just does a little bit show you though, just how, you know, a player really can turn it on, you know, when they really, really want to really need to. And we saw that last year in the AFC championship game, obviously the Bengals O line was, was very depleted, but Chris Jones just dominated and, and took over that game. I think it need, he needs to have dominant performances in this postseason as well, even though there's a bunch of good defenders around him. He is the elite one. So I say Chris Jones first. But then, you know, I keep it simple on, on two and three. I really do think if, if, if they feature the, the, the offense around Isaiah Pacheco in the run game, you know, obviously, you know, get, you know obviously don't uh, run it run it exclusively, right, but run it exclusively with, with Pacheco. Uh, you know, don't hand off too much to right. other guys. You know, let him be the workhorse. You know, he got the fresh week 18. 
and then Rasheed Rice is in the same in the same way because I do think teams are still going to respect Travis Kelsey, especially in the postseason. I think you're not going to see that go away. And so Rice is going to have the opportunities to make big plays. So I think those two are really the, the key there. We know you have uh, five things to watch coming up. Maybe a little sneak peek of what you can throw into the people here on 610 Sports Radio before we tell you good night and get ready for the Saturday game at 7 o'clock. Yeah, well, you know, playoff time means, you know, a little extra playoff preview. So I did look, uh, you know, specifically at the Dolphins uh, blitzing um, because it is something they, they do a lot. And I do think it's something with how we talked about these injuries, they're going to have to lean on uh, to make plays. They're going to kind of may- maybe go uh, – you know, uh, boom or bust with their defensive play calling, right? So I'm going to have an article out uh, very soon on, on the deep, on the Dolphins blitz packages and kind of how the Chiefs can take advantage of it. Look at this guy. That's what he does, man. That's, those guys work for you. Ron, uh, enjoy the game Saturday. Bundle up and enjoy the free hot cocoa that they're going to be giving out at the stands and then maybe be a little rebel and have a little flask of – I'm just kidding. Don't do oh, that. Come uh, on. What? Okay. Right. I'll stay hydrated during the game. But, hey, Chiefs Kingdom, meet me out there. Let's go. Let's do it. Thank you, Ron. Have a good night. All right. He's gone. All right, coming up on the other side, we get to dive into this game. And then coming up at 645, it's Yo Pete. Yo Pete. 913-586-7610. And then at 7 o'clock, it's that betting show with Alex Gold. He is live in the brand-new sports book. The pictures are immaculate. It looks very, very sports sexy there. Uh, that's Pete Sweeney. Isaac as well. I'm Dusty Likage. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on a Wednesday, and we are here with Pete Sweeney, who's presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping Kansas City sports fans with all of their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results, that's Mark Ferguson. Also, this is playoff coverage because it's the playoffs. Duh. And playoff coverage here on 610 Sports Radio is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Uh, Speaking of scenic views, Pete, you'll be there on Saturday. Got to be cold. Uh, What's the advantage of it being cold for the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, I just think they are able to practice it in it this week. It's not really going to be a, a shock to them. Uh, I do wonder if, you know, the the offense have this story that comes out and, and saying that they're going to do the cold water frozen football thing because I think <laughs> that matters uh, for somebody, you know, like Tua. But uh, it, it, there's no other way to say it. I mean, they train in Florida. It's always nice in Florida. 80 I've, degrees I've today. Lived, I've lived in Florida, right? And mm-hmm. you're coming to zero-degree weather. And how will you respond to that? And especially when you have the adversity of the injuries that we talked about and also with Tua, and this is a big start for him to prove that he is the guy in Miami. He's got a lot of weapons to work with. We'll see how he performs as well. I've seen a lot of your videos, including the snowball video with uh, Willie Gay. He said it's it's for somebody. Um, It ended up being George Karloftis. Saw that on the practice field. Got the snowball in the dome. What are the vibes like? Because it seemed like after they beat, um, after they beat Cincinnati, Cincinnati and got the T-shirts. Yeah, the the locker room you had said last week at least was you know the vibes were immaculate. They were starting to kind of get that juice back, and then we see this week's practice. You know, everybody's kind of turned it up a level. Is there is there more of a of a positive swing now that it is the season in which the Chiefs really do tend to? thrive in this time of year or is it, it does it seem like it's still the same team that you've seen all year or is it is there has there been a little bit of a shift yeah I I think from being around this team for a long time and and you just think about the success that they have they've had since 18 mm-hmm. I think years previous 
to this have been a little bit more fun filled, you know, for lack of better terms, there, there have not been as many struggles. I mean, most of the years they were finishing in the one to two seed. It included a year where they were the two seed and you still got to buy in, in that year. Mm-hmm. And I just think this year has not been as fun. I mean, the offense has certainly not been as fun for fans. They have, heard the criticisms. Uh, you can only have, have so much fun when the best unit on the team is the defense, and I really felt that about this team. The offense felt like uh, I think it was the disappointing part of the team, and I think a lot of the fan base, and for good reason, I understand this, was obsessed with the receiver position, especially before Rasheed Rice proved that he could be that guy for you in his first year. And it, again, it just wasn't the vibe that we were used to with the Chiefs. I think starting after that Bengals game where they were celebrating in the locker room and you get hats and T-shirts, you have Trey Smith going to that Arrowhead bar outside the tunnel, mm-hmm. uh, going to get a, you know a 12-pack of Bud Light, two 12-packs mm-hmm. of Bud Light for the offensive line to drink uh, and celebrate. And, and then you go and you have what was a, a fun game in L.A. where the backups are, are able to to put a stamp on the season. I think 11 and six looks a lot better for whatever reason than 10 and seven. Mm -hmm. I think the vibes are back and I think you need that part. I mean, it it seems so unimportant in a way, but I think it's actually critical for you to be having fun, playing loose, not really necessarily overthinking like this is a playoff game. It could be the end of the season. Let's just play our best ball. And I think the chiefs found that again, two weeks ago when they, I didn't get the one seed, but they got the number three. They could breathe a sigh of relief. You were able to rest your most important players in week 18. And now you say, okay, we are, we are, let's go see what we can do. We had talked about earlier this year before the team kind of simplified their offense, which was just not too long ago against the Cincinnati Bengals, but leaning on Isaiah Pacheco. I know that sounds probably like anybody could have this take, but you would ask Ron Cobb Jr. who are your top three most important players. I get it. Travis Kelsey's out there. Can't say Patrick Mahomes. But this seems like one of those games where Isaiah Pacheco is one of those security blankets that you can lean on. Look, their linebacking core is hurt. They have aging veterans coming on their team. It's cold. He runs like a son of a gun. Like a and, yeah, dude. And, and I think it's Gazelle. Um, but, uh, you know, that kind of player, his kind of style seems like a perfect recipe for a game like this where you can just really – Keep your, you know, keep your offense on the field, keep your defense and win the time of possession. Just really let him be the bruiser that he can be. Yeah, I I think for a little bit during the season, the Chiefs were still trying to be that old team mm-hmm. that felt like it could feed Travis Kelsey, that would open things up and be good throwing the ball down the field. And you know, I, I think you saw the struggles. There were recent reports that they said they would simplify the offense. I think they did that. They've allowed the guys to kind of, as we were describing, be loose, play free, not have to overthink, and it seems to be working. And part of that is feeding Pacheco. I think that this is a guy that needs at least 15 touches, probably more in the realm of 20 to 25 to feel good about the plan. You run it down their throats. It does open up the pass. I think we've in recent weeks we were also able to see the downfield pass again. Why? Because they're running the football. They're putting it in the hands of right now their best offensive weapon. It's not Travis Kelsey. It's not Rasheed Rice. It's Isaiah Pacheco, and I think you lean into that, and that has to be your plan while you play good defense, what you've been doing all year. And look, uh, it it isn't necessarily going to be a team that's going to score 30, but I I think if you continue to play the defense that you've been playing, 24 a game might be enough. And with this team, 24 points in a game is doable. And maybe one of these games in the playoffs goes to overtime. 
I'm still taking Patrick Mahomes over anybody you line up. I mean, I know about the year Brock Purdy has had. I know about the year that Lamar Jackson has had. Josh Allen has been playing a little bit better. Uh, I'm still taking Mahomes. So let's see what the Chiefs can do. A little bit closer to the margin for error than previous years. I think everybody knows that. But if they don't make these mistakes, if they don't turn the ball over, you never know what can happen. Last one before we get to Yo Pete on the other side, 913-586-7610. Your questions for Pete Sweeney on Arrowhead Pride Radio. What do you say to people that are confident, maybe a little overly confident about this game? And then what do you tell people that are a little bit nervous about this game for the Kansas City Chiefs winning on Saturday? Well, the overconfident people, I I would just tell you that that they're closer to the pack than they have been since Mahomes took over. I mean, they are. Um, and I think that's worth remembering as you take in this game. It's not just going to be this, oh, you know, we just happen to be down 24 nothing against the Houston Texans. We're going to win by 30. Uh, they don't have that in them anymore. So you have to be playing good, sound, solid football from the first minute on, uh, especially after this round. You're not going to be able to make mistakes and win. You're just not. So uh, to the overconfident people, they're close to the pack. You're going to need mistake-free football, which they haven't really shown a consistent ability to do all year. Now, for the people that aren't so confident, I think it's they're right within the pack. And what does that mean? Like, well, just because they've won in previous seasons – doesn't necessarily rule them out because they are closer to the pack than ever before. If they're close or in the pack, they're among them. And if it's anyone's game, it's just as much as the Chiefs game. If you flipped a coin 10 times and it came out heads eight out of the, the, the 10 times, it's not more likely to be tails next time. And so that, I don't know, that's just kind of how I feel. I, I, I do think it's more wide open than ever before, but the Chiefs are a part of that. And they have the ultimate trump card, which is Patrick Mahomes. This is Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. We have seen too many playoff games of Mahomes before to just throw the Chiefs away and think because they won last year, they're not going to do it again. They can. Uh, it's going to be just a little tougher, uh, but it's something that that it'll be fun to watch. Uh, I'm excited to start watching it on Saturday. That's Pete Sweeney. Isaac's here as well. Dusty Likens with you. Likewise, on the other side, yo, Pete, 913-586-7610. I'll slow it down a little bit. Nine, 913-586-7610. You hear it in the background. Yo, Pete. Your Arrowhead Pride mailbag questions coming up next on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. One last time to remind you that Pete Sweeney is here and he's presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all of their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results, that's Mark Ferguson. Marky Mark. And the Funky Bunch. Um, your questions take over the show at this point when it comes to Pete Sweeney. All you got to do is text in, yo Pete. yo, Pete, and then your question afterwards is some are already starting to file in. We'll do this to end the show as we do every single night that we do Arrowhead Pride Radio as we get into Yo Pete's Mailbag. Every week, send us your questions on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride and at 610 Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. Yo Pete! The talk was the Germany game in Kansas City didn't get there early enough to help the time change. Didn't matter one bit. <laughs> is the weather the revenge subplot for Miami? And we're taking this too far. That's from the 913 OP. Yeah, I don't know. I think the biggest story, if the weather wasn't involved, would be mm-hmm. Tyreek uh, coming back to Kansas City. Okay. And I, I think as the week carries on, there'll be more focus on that. I, I think the Dolphins are well aware of what the weather is going to be. And 
technology is pretty good nowadays of you know staying warm and, and whatnot. So I guess there's an angle to say maybe it's getting too much attention. There'll be heaters on the sideline and coats. And you think Mike McDaniel will pop his heater again like he did last year in the playoffs with that jewel? I mean, I I sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, me and me and McDaniel kind of look like each other a little Not bit. Not really. And uh, and I you know I happen to think he's a very handsome man. And you've been hitting your little jewel in the studio since we started the show. That's true. Okay. That's not um, true. Yo, Pete from the 816. What are the odds Baltimore and or Buffalo folds in the playoffs, causing the Chiefs possibly hosting a playoff game in the divisional AFC championship game, assuming that the Chiefs take care of business against Miami? Yeah, people forget this. Uh, won't say the word, so we're we're good. But S happens in the playoffs. Blank. If you remember in 2021. Mm-hmm. Kansas City wasn't the top seed. They didn't get the bye. They were the second seed. The Titans snuck in there because of the AFC South and everything that uh, that division brings to the table. And the Titans wound up losing, and so Kansas City got to host another uh, AFC title game as part of that five-game streak. It'd be a little tougher this year, I think. I think it's a tall order uh, to think the game ends up at, at Arrowhead with two seeds above, but stranger things have happened in the postseason. Ten-point underdogs, uh, the Steelers in Buffalo. And, of course, Baltimore doesn't play till next weekend. And Pittsburgh doesn't have T.J. Watt, which is huge. Um, yo, Pete, from the 816, do you think Frank Clark will sign with the Chiefs or at any time in the playoffs? Frank Clark is a playoff legend. No. No. Okay. We can just move on from that, right? <laughs> uh, yo, Pete, from the 913, with Jared McKinnon out, who are the Chiefs going to make up for his red zone productivity? I think Clyde had a pretty good end of the, the year stretch. Uh, mm-hmm. He a lot of fans back uh, in KC. I, I think he does offer you that that dual threat type of, of game. He's a better pass protector than he used to be. I think they're okay with the running backs. I, I do think if in the room, Pacheco's getting way more of the carries, the majority, the vast majority of the carries. But mm-hmm. there'll be room for, for Clyde to, to chip in. And, and I thought P. Ryan looked pretty good if they need to dip into their depth. Yo, Pete. From the 816, you have your Elmer Fudd plaid hunting hat ready for Saturday night's game. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend, had she texted me that she bought me a a face scarf. So, so it's a long walk into the stadium. What's a face scarf? What's the difference between a face scarf and just a normal scarf that you put over your face? I don't know. Don't I mean, know. you're the one in the relationship. I don't want to question anything. Yeah, no. Uh, you're smarter than I am. I couldn't tell you, but I'm happy that uh, that exists because... And be careful out there. I mean, I know a lot of you know this, but uh, going to school in upstate New York, minus five weather, you can you can burn that face off. So make sure mm. make sure you cover that face. From the one six, yo Pete, what do you think about Jamar Chase's ESPN interview? Yeah, I you know I think it's uh, I think it's good for the game. Uh, Jamar Chase hates the Chiefs. I know that Chiefs fans don't love uh, them some uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, one of the quotes that I always say is uh, the NFL is way more interesting when it gets a little bit of that WWE involved. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I wish there were more of that. Um, I know it's against the Chiefs, but I'm just saying in general, I like it. Yo, Pete, this is G, baby. And do you think Chris Jones will get his wish and bring him back 55 back for the playoffs? No. I'll no. answer for Pete. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, the one thing that I would tell you, though, mm-hmm. if there's a sliver of hope is like they brought back Dustin Colquitt. <laughs> That, that is true. Just yeah. hang out on the practice squad. So uh, I don't think it would be a a main roster thing. If there was an angle to do so, it would be P squad. But I, as I often say with former Chiefs, that ship seems to have sailed. Yeah. From 347, yo, Pete, can you help a guy out with a Peacock subscription so we can watch the game Saturday night? No, but Charles Amenahue can. That's He's right. given away 
90 of these things on X slash Twitter. So I would go uh, and look to enter that contest. I believe he's picking out those names on Friday. And if you, you know, if you, if you do end up getting Peacock, uh, if you're an out of town or listening to us, check out that Royal Rumble in a couple weeks. I mean, 27th, you're, you'll get it for free. It's, right. it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. You might as well, if you're, you got Peacock for the month, why not? CM Punk or the rock winning the Royal Rumble. I don't know. I, I kind of hope that it's neither of them, but one know, of them is winning. The, the smart Rumble. money says yeah. Punk Punk is going to take it. Okay. Cody Rhodes. Oh, man. The yeah. American nightmare. Uh, from the 913, yo, Pete, you've been hot, man, lately. So oh, thank you. give me three anytime touchdown Chiefs game. Thank you from the 913. Yeah, Tyree Kill is going to score. Uh, doesn't mean that, that the Dolphins are going to win the game. I also like Pacheco to get in the end zone uh, and Rasheed Rice. Okay. Yo, Pete, from the 785, if it's not the Chiefs out of the AFC in the Super Bowl, who is it going to be and who will they be playing? Not the Chiefs? Yeah. In the Super Bowl? Yeah. I I like the Rams as like a dark horse in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I think they came on hot at the end. And then for the same reason, uh, Buffalo Bills. That would be um, a good Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I like the the Bills and the Rams. I've liked those two teams for a while. Um it's a product of American sports. It's not always the best team who wins. It's a lot of times the hottest team. So mm-hmm. you take Kansas City out of it. Uh, that's who I would be picking. Yeah. Yo, Pete from the eight one six. How big of a factor is Miami's linebacker Baker being out? He was crushing Buffalo in the first half. Rajan in the Ozarks. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, whenever you have key pieces uh, in the front seven missing, it is going to be huge for the other team, and especially mm-hmm. uh, as we described this whole show, even with Ron Cobb, just how explosive Isaiah Pacheco has been. And so that's a, that's a key part of the game. Uh, and not only the weather, but just backups in the weather. Like this is, you know, some of the um, m- most snaps that some of these players will be getting. So I think it's a, it's a very big part of the game. The injury stuff is a bigger factor than the weather, um, but we're probably flipping at right now. Yeah. All right. That's your mailbag. That's you're done, man. That's, that's all you got to do tonight. Do you have any, you want, you want a yo dusty? You want a yo dusty? Are you looking forward to tomorrow? On Fox Four, yeah, man, I can't wait. I always have a good time out there. I guess they they brought me up today when I wasn't even there. Really? Yeah, my sister was like, "Yeah, they were talking about you." Like, remember that one time? I was like, "Oh, nice." Wow, so we, we're starting. Lycan- we're starting to build a foundation. The whole Likens family is just—I'll tell you what, man—locked into it. it. You have no idea. Hey, the Likens is. Uh, don't be afraid to check out KSHB Forty One. Another option, right? Keep it in mind. That's right. I don't know. There's a lot of weather Six, involved tomorrow, so hopefully, uh, hopefully Miss Ritter's ready to go. Six six forty five p.m. KSHB forty one. The road to Vegas. That's, Let's go, maybe for Thursday, Pete's sake. Thursday and Friday. All right. Thanks to Isaac for handling the operations back there. Coming up next, it's Alex Gold doing that betting show. Pete, it's playoff uh, season. Hope we get to do this again next week uh, and talk about another playoff game. Thanks for everything so far this year. Thanks to Ron Cobb Jr. Everybody out there, go do kind things for people. It's cool to care. It can change their day, week, month, or year. You never know. Get your new year started off right and be a nice person. Good night, Kansas City. Enjoy that betting show next.